It's Wednesday, May the 26th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Biden and Putin to meet, and Amazon sued on antitrust grounds. First, the world in brief. The White House confirmed that President Joe Biden and Vladimir Putin, his Russian counterpart, will meet at a summit in Geneva, Switzerland, next month. The pair's relationship has had a rocky few months. Mr Biden has been critical of Russian aggression towards Ukraine and the detention of Alexei Navalny, an opposition leader, as well as its interference in American elections. Last month, America's Treasury Department announced sweeping sanctions. Belarusian authorities released a video of Sofia Sapega in which she, seemingly under duress, admitted to publishing police officers' personal details. It follows a similar, quote, confession video by her boyfriend, Roman Patasevich, a journalist who was seized mid-flight, along with Ms. Sapega, on the orders of Alexander Lukashenko, Belarus's president. Svetlana Tikhonovskaya, the country's exiled opposition leader, said the video of Mr. Patasevich amounted to evidence of torture. America's Health Secretary Xavier Becerra called on the World Health Organization to oversee new studies to determine the origins of the coronavirus, first detected in Wuhan in December of 2019, emphasizing the need for, quote, transparency. The WHO had previously said that the chances of the virus having emerged from a Chinese laboratory were extremely small, but admitted that further study was needed. China, meanwhile, says its own internal investigation is complete. Anthony Blinken, America's Secretary of State, announced the country would reopen a consulate it kept in Jerusalem, apart from its embassy. The point is to restore ties, downgraded under the Trump administration, between America and Palestinians. Mr Blinken also promised to help Gaza recover after the fighting between Israel and Hamas, a militant Palestinian group. But he was adamant that aid would not reach Hamas, which America regards as a terrorist organisation. Iran's election watchdog approved seven candidates out of 40 that met electoral criteria for the country's presidential election next month. They include Ibrahim Raisi, a hardline judiciary chief and close ally of Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, Iran's supreme leader. Some of Mr Raisi's rivals, including Ali Ladajani, a former parliamentary speaker, and Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, an ex-president, were disqualified, improving Mr Raisi's prospects. Washington, D.C.'s Attorney General filed an antitrust law against Amazon. Carl Racine accused the e-commerce giant of, quote, abusing its monopoly power to prevent third-party sellers on its platform from selling their products more cheaply elsewhere. Amazon denies the allegations. Along with Apple, Facebook and Google, it has in recent months faced heightened scrutiny in various jurisdictions over allegedly anti-competitive practices. Several French and German social media, quote, influencers said they were offered money by a public relations firm to sow fear about the Pfizer vaccine. One popular blogger, Leo Grasset, claimed to have been offered a, quote, colossal budget to, quote, break down the jab by a mysterious client. The PR outfit is ostensibly based in London, but French authorities are exploring the possibility it is a Russian front. And fact of the day. Despite booming house prices in America, rents are currently rising at just 2% a year, about half the pace seen just before the pandemic. And now here's today's agenda. Under a shadow. Indian Farmers Black Day. To mark six months of protest today, farmers' unions are renewing their cry against Narendra Modi's government. 
they continue to demand the repeal of agricultural reforms passed last year and are reinforcing their numbers with tractors returning from harvest. Somehow, they have maintained camps around Delhi throughout India's hellish second wave. Officially, 300,000 Indians have died of COVID-19, a drastic undercount. Daily new infections are only just passing their peak, falling from 400,000 plus to below 200,000 yesterday. No surprise then that the government has asked the farmers to desist, warning of their quote, super spreader potential. Opposition parties have signed a letter in support of the movement. But defending mass gatherings is tricky after having flayed the government for encouraging election rallies and a Hindu festival in March. Farmers regard their cause as one of life and death. But even some allies, raising black flags in sympathy, wish they would stay home. At long last, Jacob Zuma in court. After years of dodge and deferment, Jacob Zuma will today appear in court. The former president of South Africa faces 18 charges relating to an arms deal signed by the government in the late 1990s, including an allegation that he accepted a bribe from Thales, a French defence firm. Both he and the firm deny the charges. In 2005, he was sacked as deputy president after his former financial advisor was imprisoned for crimes related to the same deal. But Mr Zuma bounced back, beating Thabo Mbeki, then the president, to the leadership of the ruling African National Congress, getting his corruption charges controversially dropped and becoming president himself. His reign from 2009 to 2018 was marked by his cronies' industrial-scale looting of state coffers and companies. Since the case was reinstated in 2018, Mr Zuma has lodged numerous objections, causing further delays. Today, at last, he faces a reckoning. Many South Africans hope it will not be his last. What's in a game? Epic v Apple On Monday, Apple and Epic Games, the maker of Fortnite, a popular video game, made their closing arguments in a closely watched court case. At issue is whether Apple's tight control over software allowed on iPhones and the 30% commission it takes on many payments made through apps amount to an anti-competitive abuse of power. Apple's boss, Tim Cook, had a rocky ride in the witness stand last week. Under questioning from Epic's lawyer, he pleaded ignorance about basic aspects of the firm's business, such as exactly how profitable the App Store is. A win for Epic could force Apple to allow other firms to run rival app stores on its phones, as already happens on Android, a competing smartphone operating system. It could also affect games console makers who run similar, quote, walled garden business models such as Microsoft, Nintendo and Sony. Both sides now wait a ruling. Whichever way it goes, the loser is likely to appeal. Poll sitting. Bashar al-Assad Few leaders have as dismal a record as Bashar al-Assad. Syria's president has overseen a decade of war that has killed hundreds of thousands, displaced millions, seen a third of his country lost to foreign powers, and reduced those still living under his rule to living in penury among ruins. But he will coast through today's election. Supporters canvass in public by chanting, quote, Bashar is God. Goons force shopkeepers to buy posters of Mr. Assad and pin them up. Images of his two rival candidates, both non-entities, are less prominent. Turnout will be high. Voters fear losing their food rations if caught staying at home, and refugees in Lebanon fear losing their right of return if they do not vote at the embassy in Beirut. 
Still, the sham ballot helps obstruct the UN's efforts to engineer a transition with a free and fair election and confirms the dictator on his perch. For Mr. Assad, survival is victory enough. Mission Impossible The Space Film Race Roscosmos, Russia's space agency, has picked an actor and a director to fly to the International Space Station in October. Their mission? To create the first feature-length motion picture filmed entirely in space, provisionally titled, quote, Challenge. Both begin intense astronaut training next week. They will be against the clock and the Americans. A competing effort led by Tom Cruise, an action star, also launches in October. He and his crew will travel to the ISS, courtesy of NASA and SpaceX, a private rocketry firm. The production's price tag is rumoured to be around $200 million. That the two national space agencies are locked in a Hollywood version of the Cold War is unsurprising. The 20-year partnership between Roscosmos and NASA has frayed in recent years, matching the schism between their respective governments. The faster team will doubtless revel in the prestige. Whether either film will be any good is quite another matter. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Kathleen Windsor, who died on this day in 2003. Most people are so busy knocking themselves out trying to do everything they think they should, they never get around to do what they want to do. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.